This is The Sports Tank with Jeremy Green. You look at my numbers, I'm I'm balling. Beer City's best sports talk is on the air. Get involved. Call 252-4348. Tweet the show at Sports Tank ESPN. The Sports Tank. Come get you some of this. Can't wait. ESPN Asheville 92.9 FM, 880 AM and 1400. You're in the Sports Tank with Jeremy Green. I'm Tank Spencer. He's Jeremy Green. And this is the Sports Tank with Jeremy Green, brought to you first hour by Ingles. Low prices. Love the savings. Yes, it was a very late night last night covering the NFL draft. On YouTube, check us out in the Sportsocracy. If you have not yet, we were hanging out last night. And you know, the and the way that we do this is just it's just a bunch of dudes hanging out, watching football, commenting, making jokes, being, you know, getting a good laugh. Giving you giving you some analysis to go along with it. It's just a, it was an entertaining time last night. We thank everybody who stopped by uh, in the Wicked Weed Studio to uh, hang out with us, ask questions. We answer questions most of the time. It was laughing at uh, at, at, at one of our comp- compatriots, Brian, who just lost his mind last night after the New York Giants ended up taking Kadarius Tony in the first round of the draft. Um, it's one of the funniest things you'll ever see in your life. <laughs> it is. Uh, he went full on Matt Foley and just screaming obscenities. I don't laugh very often. <laughs> if you've listened to the show for any period of time at all, you know Tank's the one that laughs. Right. I'm the one that tells the awful jokes. Oh, we were crying. I was in the floor crying. <laughs> With t- I mean, just tears running down my face. <laughs> <laughs> it was quite fun. Guess what? We're, We're going to do it again tonight. Uh, tonight's going to get more aggressive. I mean, ten, oof, day two. Day two. Day two is fun. Second and third rounds tonight. You can hear all of our instant analysis and jokes and all of the all, all of the stuff live on YouTube. I, I have full faith in you and Zach and Brian tonight. Yeah. It's tomorrow. Tomorrow's when I really feel like you know that's when that that's when the MVP has to step up and carry the team <laughs> on his back. Well, when it comes to day three, there's not going to be a whole lot of analysis uh, coming from the rest of us. It's all going to have to come from you because we know nothing, practically nothing, about guys like um, Jackson Bohanna or what's his name? Quentin Bohanna. Quentin Bohanna. Yeah. No, see, I don't even know his name. Yeah, it, it, once you get into those Yeah, I don't remember. You messed somebody's defensive tackles. You messed somebody's name up last night and, I, and my it was almost like my brain had a syntax error. I went, "Nope, I know both of those names, but I don't know them together." <laughs> when you get deep into the draft, that's when nerd has to kick in. Well, the cool thing is that you know it, we have an announcement that's coming very soon about the draft next year. Okay, we'll we'll fill you in on that when we're able to. I can't wait to be filled in on that. Uh, you've been filled in. You're just. <laughs> I've already told you this. I know. Uh, exciting things. This is my yeah. favorite time of the year. Mm-hmm. You know that last night was our first time being in 4K for the draft. Yes, this we is had true. done it one year before. In no K. <laughs> in no K. In my basement. Off and of it was arcade. very surreal to look around last night and go, you know, we did this in my office last year. Yeah. 
With a futon. It was, we had a futon. Yeah, it was much better uh, last night in the actual studio with the nice cameras rather than three of us trying to squeeze into a One tiny webcam. little camera oh, on, yeah. on a computer. Yeah, I, I really thought about trying to buy a three-day license for Looks Like We Made It. <laughs> what? To, looks like we made it. <laughs> and let that be our draft song. <laughs> oh, I got you. We'll be with you again tonight for all of the action in the second and the third rounds. Uh, We will also be with you all day tomorrow, five hours plus probably of rounds four through seven. Over. Oh, easily. Yeah. I I mean, I could tell you I've never actually watched a draft Uh on day three. You've never, never watched any of it or all of it? N- all of it. I've never watched, like, from beginning to end a day three of the draft because I just don't care. Uh, you know, it's ironic because I don't remember ever not watching a day three of a draft. <laughs> See, this is, this is why we have to rely on the nerd once it comes for analysis. Now, there's going to be a whole lot of ancillary discussion on how teams have done in the draft and stuff like that. That stuff we'll be able to... We'll be able to carry. If you really like to see two aggressively large humans get very angry, tomorrow's going to be fun. (laughs) Because I would say between Brian and I, you're going to see some really aggressive takes. And I'll bet mine starts with the Cincinnati Bengals. I'm really not sure how much more animosity uh, can come out of Brian, actually. Uh, as long as Dave Gettleman's making picks, I think we'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, so you're gonna you, you you think your overall loser so far of this draft is going to, oh, or, is going to be the Cincinnati Bengals? No, they're just the one whose fans make it the easiest for me to make fun of them. Oh, uh, no, my loser is the Chicago Bears. Oh, Which there is, is no ridiculous. doubt they are the biggest loser, and it's not close. <laughs> I think that's ridiculous. See, and and I can't, and that just blows my mind because I know you feel the same way about Justin Fields that I do. I, I do to a point. Like I don't think he's going to come into the league and be a bust. I don't think that. What's he his is ceiling? One. No, no, no. Now hold on. Let me ask this. Okay. From the way my brain is seeing it. Okay. What is his ceiling? Knowing there's a ninety percent chance the first office, offensive system he learns mm-hmm. will not be the one he plays in in year two. Knowing that the GM's going to change, the head coach is going to change. Oh yeah, and since you had to trade up to get him, you don't have a first round pick next year. Yeah. Now tell me what what you think Justin Fields will be. Uh, I think he's got the he's got the ability to be a one time Pro Bowler. Oh what? You like mean, a great like he could have a great year in year four. You mean like Derek Anderson did one time? Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm not, uh, that's not good. You realize that, right? <laughs> I understand that's not good, but if you're the Chicago Bears, you had to get a quarterback. Okay, let me ask you this. Better pick last night. Justin Fields for the Bears. Yep. Alex Leatherwood for the Raiders. Justin Fields. You're drunk. You I mean you like I you must have snuck in the refrigerator when I wasn't looking. <laughs> the Raiders sit at seventeen. Mm-hmm. By the way, I've heard so much animus about that pick and mm-hmm. I just don't understand it. Well, so, I really don't. But, People that say, oh, he was a second-round guy. To right. who? Mel Kuyper? I mean, that's the one person mm-hmm. that every evaluator I know went, yeah, that's about right. Maybe a little high. Mm-hmm. You might have been able to go back a few uh, a few spots, mm-hmm. but I doubt it. I mean, you wouldn't have gotten it. You surely wouldn't have got him in the second round. 
They flashed up that little infographic of 64% chance they would have gotten him at 56. Oh, I remember, yeah, I remember seeing that. Yeah, I immediately said, uh, you said 0% wrong. Yeah, because there was a 0% chance he was going to so You, you don't think he was getting out of the first round at all? I know he wasn't. I don't think he wasn't. Who I know was, was going to take him? Had the Jets not traded up, they were in on Alex Leatherwood. Okay. I was told there was another team at the back end of the first round. I tried to read the tea leaves. Buffalo Bills was the only one I could get to. That made Indianapolis. any kind of sense. No. Indy, Indy's, there's a really interesting article on Walter Football of how it's the... It's almost like the matrix of what could have happened last night. Right. Had Mac Jones gone third instead of Trey Lance. Mm-hmm. And it is bizarre how that one move just changes everything. <laughs> I mean, all the way down to the Colts. Right. So I, I had the Colts on Quiddy Pay from mm-hmm. day one. Yep. Well, apparently Jalen Phillips was the guy they really wanted. He went 18 to the Dolphins. Ah, okay. You're welcome. Did you have that one? I did. You had Miami taking it. If I just nice. stuck with the mock draft we did on YouTube, I'd have finished fifth in the media contest. Oh, but you did. I'm not salty. I'm not mad about it. Not <laughs> yeah, ma- I'm not mad that, that you know the smoke convinced me Mac Jones was going to go through. You're mad about it just a little bit, just a hair. I got I so mad about it eyes. last night that I stormed back on camera and said, "No, no more graphics." Right. I am here and I'm angry. You should. You should have stayed with your original selection of Trey Lance. I should have. Look, I, the San Francisco pick to me, I just, I, I still can't really wrap my head around it. Why? Because I don't know if it was a win or not. It was certainly a win. I don't, I don't believe that. I mean, they they had to give up two more first round draft picks to get up there to get Trey Lance. Mm-hmm. And I don't know that I'm not convinced that they could have just stayed at twelve and got him. They're wrong. Okay. Yeah, you're wrong. You think it would have changed? It would have changed. Denver's Somebody pick? was going up to three. Period. That was always happening. It just so happened it was San Francisco, mm-hmm. and it's that revisionist theory that drives me insane. So there were five teams that needed quarterbacks. Yep. Well, there were really six, but Denver apparently is either go trying to trade for Aaron Rodgers or they're not. They're not, <laughs> and they feel good with Teddy Bridgewater and Drew Locke. They shouldn't. Which they shouldn't, yeah. So you had five teams that were going to take quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. If you wanted a specific quarterback, which you should, you had to go get your guy. Yeah. To me, go get your guy. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't matter what I think or now, what Mel Kuyper thinks. Go get your guy. Now, I think they I think they made the right choice in quarterbacks. I do, too. But I'm not convinced that, I mean, we saw Mac Jones fall all the way to 15. Yeah, there was a big difference between Mac Jones and Trey Lance. I, I understand that. that. I will say this, in the 10 years I've done this, the smoke on Mac Jones is the funniest thing I've ever seen because it got everybody. Mm-hmm. Everybody. Keyshawn Johnson was on uh, Key J and Z this morning. Yeah, I didn't fall for the banana in the tailpipe. You're the only one. Yeah. You're the only one. And by the way, I do like how you're omitting the rest of your scorecard, <laughs> which was pretty brutal. Everybody's was, though, save for one guy. Josh Norris. Yeah. Uh, uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. But he might have had the best mock draft I've ever seen. The guy got like 16, 16 picks. of the picks last night to the right team at the right pick. Right. How? I don't even understand how you do that. Like, uh, I, I, I couldn't even foresee Penny Sewell falling. To Detroit at seven, I thought it was obvious that Miami was going to go after him. It was to me when they made the move on Eric Flowers, exactly. and now I'm like, wait, you know, you need five of those, right? Like I've given you so much credit, and then you 
then you do a th- and I can't even hate it. That was the most conflicted I was on a pick all night. I was not more conflicted on any pick than Jalen Waddle. Jaylen Waddle I think it should have been Penny Sewell. But I do love Jalen Waddle. I do like Jalen Waddle as well, and I think it's going to be good for him, and it's going to be good for Tua for him to have some familiarity. I know oh, you think that that's. I know you think that's overblown. I think it's. Uh, you're, I don't think it's overblown. I think it's stupid. <laughs> Why? Because you think these quarterbacks are, that now have teammates, college teammates on their teams, are going to try to force the ball too much to I that guy. I think it's the most millennial thing I've ever heard. I feel better because somebody I went to college with is here with me. Uh huh. We can talk about our feelings and, and we can share a safe space, and it will be just fine. <laughs> That is the stupidest thing I've ever heard. I don't think it's stupid. I think it's I think it's a smart idea. Let me ask you a question. Mm-hmm. You remember you remember earlier in the week we talked about how that had never happened. Yep. Why do you think that is? Don't know. Do you know why? You know when you went to camp and you went to camp with your buddy, and the, the camp counselor sectioned you off into groups. They never put you in a group with your buddy, right? You ever think there's a reason for that? I have this funny feeling, and and I the the hate that I have on Jamar Chase has been greatly overblown. I don't hate him. I just think there are some things that he does that are not going to translate to the next level. Mm-hmm. I also think that Joe every five step drop for Joe Burrow is going to look like it happened in the middle of I eighty five at rush hour <laughs> because their offensive line is consistent of five dudes, You're right? And that is the nicest thing I can say about them. I just think there's going to be times that Joe. And and Jamar and that that relationship. I mean, how, let me ask you a question. How, if you're T. Higgins, mm-hmm. I was a second round, first pick in the second round last year. I had a good year. So what am I now? Like, oh, now all of a sudden, I, me and Tyler Boyd, of which if I hear one more person say he has separation issues, I'm gonna like I'm gonna pull my whole mullet out. Who's like, Tyler Boyd? Yes. I mean, it's like Tyler Boyd became the most irrelevant receiver in the NFL. He turned into Golden Tate overnight, and I don't know how that happened. I just don't think it was a need. I also have famously said that I would never take a receiver in the top five. Well, they get a second. Calvin Johnson. That's well, they, it. Well, they're going to play Jamar on the outside, right? Yeah, it'll be Jamar and, I'm not and T. Sure Higgins the, on the and outside. I'm not sure I love that either. And Tyler Boyd in the slot, and you've got three legitimate weapons to use there. And you ha- and he has what a, t- a t- one point four seconds. Oh, I, I don't get me wrong. I, it was the dumb pick. They should not have taken a wide receiver. They should have taken the tackle to protect their quarterback. But what's done is done. Now it's looking at can this work? You know, and what my- sure. If you load up on offensive linemen now in the draft, then maybe it can work. Uh, yeah, I mean, anything can work. Right, but I mean, I mean, like they, you can put like they you can the, put corn whiskey in your car and it'll run for a while. But like they have the sixth pick tonight, so they have the sixth pick tonight, and what they could get probably not Tevin Jenkins because Tevin Jenkins is going second in this or first. He might go to the he might go to the Jaguars. Could, he could very well go to the Jaguars, or if he doesn't do that, then the Jets are going to snap him up. Yeah, if uh, Tevin Jenkins should keep his phone really close at about seven o two. Because I have a funny feeling it's going to ring pretty quickly. Right. But, I mean, Lee and I, Liam Eikenberg. But they're not going to. I mean, they're not going to. There's no way. With all of the, with, with all of the crap that they have taken they don't over care. this They pick. don't care. They've never cared. That's the, that was the whole point of what I was trying to say. 
They don't listen to what anybody else says. We're the Bengals and we do things our way. You know who else <laughs> used to say that? The Raiders, who were completely irrelevant for 20 years. Right. And, and, any, taking... and, and we have a ton of Raiders fans that listen to the show. They'll all tell you the same thing. The reason we were irrelevant is because Al Davis could not be told anything. Mm-hmm. And so the the best height, weight, speed receiver, whether it was in the first round like Darius Hayward Bay mm-hmm. or whether it was in the supplemental draft like Terrell Pryor, we're going to wind up with that guy. I mean, it was a running joke in the league for 10 years. Right. It's the fastest guy on the You ever notice those teams draft. are always bad? Mm-hmm. You ever notice that every year when we do this show after the Thursday of night one of the draft, we're always talking about the same teams? It's always the Bengals. It's always the Lions and the Jets and the and the Bears. It's always the same series. The Jaguars. Right. They're always bad. They're always bad. The five teams I just said have been almost exclusively bad for 20 years. But, but, there was something that I noticed last night that I think could change that narrative for two of those teams. The other three steered right back into the same skid that they've been on for 20 years. But there's two that I look at and go, you might have figured it out because you have the the adult in the room now. All right, what did we learn from night one of the NFL draft? That's coming up next right here on ESPN Asheville. Process. You're in the Sports Tank. Why are you smiling? Because I love football. Uh, Day two of the NFL Draft. You're in the Sports Tank with Jeremy Green here on ESPN Asheville. And tonight we are going to be live once again with uh, all full coverage of the second and third rounds of the draft on YouTube. Check us out in the Sportsocracy. Join the the fastest-growing community that broadcast from the Wicked Weed Studio. That's the that's the only thing I can. That's, that's uh, the only way. I yeah, know how to that's the only way I can quantify it and know that I'm telling the truth. Uh, we hit a thousand subscribers last night. Thank you to everybody that has subscribed to the channel. Be sure to share it with your friends as well. Um, we gave away concert we, tickets exactly. last night. Yeah, we, we 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 don't know to which show yet because they got <laughs> to choose which one out right. of Silverado's, the new uh, music venue out in Black Mountain. Right. You never know what we'll give away. Right. We've got all these cool sponsors that just come to us sometimes and they go, hey, do this. Hey, I have this thing. You just give this away. Yep. We've got helmets. we got a helmet announcement coming tomorrow that's yep. really exciting. Yep. If you like memorabilia, there's going to be a really cool way between this show and that show for you to win one of those mm-hmm. every month. Mm-hmm. It's very exciting. It's just it's, it's all the things. Yep. Uh, so get in the sportsocracy, join the community, and uh, join us in the comments tonight as we are going to be live for uh, both rounds of the draft tonight. We had some of those cool helmets on the desk last night. Too. Oh, we're going to we're gonna have more believe, tonight, right? I, I believe so. Yeah. Uh, it sounded anyway. that way. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I'm going to go with it. Sounded that way. Well, I, I was told that there would be a new batch of helmets coming tonight from the person who brought them. So I'm hoping that that does pay off again because some of those were super sweet. The Luke Keekley signed helmet that we had uh, for the Carolina Panthers didn't really trip my trigger because the logo was a little too large for me. But uh, they're 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 these. Custom. It was matte black yeah, with a big yeah. half Panthers logo on it. It oh, was yeah. signed right on the crown I mean, by it, Luke Keekley. It was absolutely beautiful. It had a chrome blue visor. Mm-hmm. Very, very cool. Yeah, there are a lot of cool of these variant helmets. Um, 
that you're going to have a chance to win uh, if you join the uh, join the Sportsocracy Club. So uh, subscribe on the YouTube channel. Join us tonight uh, in the Wicked Weed Studio. We will be live starting at like six thirty. Six thirty. Yeah, my we're going to do my second and third round mock draft really, really quickly. Fast. <laughs> we're going to do it super fast. We're just going to have to read off the names. Just yeah, to get I highly there advise being there at six thirty because the timing that's going to be difficult. <laughs> But anyway, last night in the first round of the NFL draft, what did we learn? Over the course of the last, I would say, two decades, there's been just a series of teams that have been poorly run. Mm -hmm. I would say the Giants are one of those. Bingo. The Jets are one. The Lions. Yep. The Browns. Yep. There's just a series. The Jaguars. Mm -hmm. Last night. Two new teams joined the club of we have a big boy in the room that's the, the adult in the room that's running the team. And it was my New York Jets and the Detroit Lions. Definitively. Mm-hmm. I think it's so funny as fans that we worry about so many things that just don't matter. Oh, we signed a star receiver or we signed a star linebacker. You know what matters? Your GM. Your GM matters. Mm-hmm. Your head coach matters. Mm-hmm. Your quarterback matters. And, and and beyond those three things, that's what New England. It, it, the reason New England was a dynasty for twenty years is because they had hit those three things. They had one of the best owners in sports, Bob Kraft, mm-hmm. best head coach in, in football, mm-hmm. Hoodie Bill, <laughs> best quarterback in the league, Tom Brady. Yep, they were consistently a winner for twenty years. I see with the Jets with Joe Douglas and and the Lions with Brad Holmes, you have hit home runs. The Jets go get Zach Wilson last night, and they immediately trade up and get the best guard in this draft, Elijah Vera Tucker. Mm-hmm. Now, a lot of people said, oh, it was a reach. Why would you trade up for a guard? All these other things. Because you're not paying attention. What is the, the One of the most important positions in that zone-based Mike LaFleur, Kyle Shanahan offense is the pulling guard. Mm-hmm. So now you have Ali Vera Tucker and Makai Becton on that side, <laughs> that blind side. That's scary for Zach Wilson. Right. That's that's pretty good. And you got Ali Vera Tucker that can get out in front of the run game. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't matter who your running back is. How many running backs have had good games for the 49ers in the last four years? Oh, I can think of, of six. Right. It's the same system. Oh, who are you going to start running back? Who cares? Lamichael Perine, Frank Gore. Javante Williams. Maybe it'll be Curtis Martin. Maybe maybe he's got a little gas left in the tank. Javante Williams. It's not going to be Javante Williams. Come on. Javante Williams is going to go really early tonight. Yeah. And Brad Holmes. You know what makes me so... The only thing that upsets me about the Penny Sewell pick to the Lions? What's that? How ignorantly predictable it should have been if we were paying attention. That he would fall? No. Because he didn't really fall. We knew the Bengals weren't going to take him. Mm-hmm. So what he fall a spot? We thought the Dolphins would take him at six. Mm-hmm. So he fell a spot. Why did we never read the tea leaves and go, Brad Holmes is just going to take the best player on the board? I told you he's going to get stuck and not be able to trade down. By right. the way, all those people that said, you're stupid. There's going to be all kinds of trades. You know how I many there were? Three. We had three. Now, there were two before the draft, mm-hmm. but we had three on the clock last night. Right. And it, it, we should have known. This is what Brad Holmes is going to do. Right. You have the chance to add a franchise centerpiece player, franchise left tackle. So you do it. But had Because Penny, a year from now, you're going to draft Sam Howell at one right. because you're going to be really, really bad. <laughs> right. 
Another beautiful part of that, that's about the only franchise cornerstone piece they could have added that wouldn't have made them better. Jared Goff's just going to have more time to throw interceptions. (laughs) He'll throw an interception on his third read as opposed to his second. Right. But that's a guy that helps you moving forward. Mm -hmm. And that's what the adults in the room do. Now, when you when you continuously do things to get headlines, like, oh, I don't know, hiring Urban Meyer. You bring in Tim Tebow to play tight end. That'll be fun. I bet that'll sell some tickets. <laughs> do, 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 do. It's hometown boy. That's why I got so mad at you about. this morning. You said something about the, the about selling tickets or the, something yeah, like that. that. that part do you know of, how part many franchises the in the NFL actually care about that? It's one. It's it's, it's the Jacksonville Jaguars. That's the only. That one. was actually the one I was making the point about, but I but I lumped in Pittsburgh in there and yeah. just lobbed you a softball. Yeah, you you took the one team that cares and the team that without a doubt cares the least. <laughs> right. Because I, I I do believe that that played a part in them taking Travis Etienne was to. What's the sell jerseys to get some buzz to say, hey, we've got Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't Travis buy that ETN. with. I wouldn't buy that with any team in the league except the Jaguars, mm-hmm. and solely because you know the headline comes out. We're bringing in Tim Tebow. Right. right, we're bringing in the hometown boy to give him one more shot in the NFL. This is what struggling franchises have to do. Bad. It's it's mm-hmm. what bad franchises do. Mm-hmm. And I don't think the ETN thing had anything to do with. We're trying to sell jerseys. I think it had to do with we're going to try to make track. Or we're we're going to give him another weapon. Oh, and now we have James Robinson and we have Travis Etienne. Mm-hmm. You, you still have two terrible bookend tackles. Terrible. One of them you yep. gave a franchise deal to, which still I say it out loud and the <laughs> words sound funny put together. So you've got so now you have two running backs, one of whom you took in the first round, of which I'm not doing this with you again. The the Todd Gurley thing about broke my brain this morning. The Todd Gurley was a successful first round draft pick. Mm-hmm. No, he wasn't. Mm-hmm. He's 26 years old and he's out of the league. Mm-hmm. Achilles Smith lasted longer than Todd Gurley did. <laughs> That's actually not true. That's not true at all. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, Rick Myrer lasted longer than than mm-hmm. Todd Gurley did. Mm-hmm. I just I don't get it. I look at teams like Jacksonville that you just keep doing these things. Chicago trades up to get Fields. Uh, the, the the Jaguars take Travis Etienne. You just keep doing these things on repeat. You just did this with Leonard Fournette not five years ago, and you learned nothing. Nope. Let's just do it again. Mm-hmm. Because you know running backs are so scarce. There won't be 40 drafted, and 20 of them won't in some way contribute. But somebody's going to get the guy. If you think that's the guy that you need, somebody's going to get him. If Urban Meyer thinks that's the guy he needs, he's more delusional than I thought he was. If you think the one thing that team was missing, you had you had two first-round picks. Yep. One of them you got the franchise, and, and I'll give you that. Mm-hmm. Now, granted... That was a free space on the board. This would be like me celebrating the fact that you took your little paint dauber and hit the free spot on a bingo card. (laughs) I don't really think that took much skill. Just like Detroit. No. Detroit could have done a lot of dumb things there. They could have. They did the one thing that made the most sense. But you know what's Mm -hmm. funny? Nobody had it. Media contest, there were 180-something of us in it. 
like five of us had Penny's Hill going at seven to Detroit. No, of course, because we thought he'd go earlier. Mm, not really. I had him at eight forever. I had him going to Carolina for weeks. And I, ne- and I just never, never believed it. I never bought into that. No, that but you, would no, but you did buy into Mac Jones. So, And I did at the end. Yeah, you did. I didn't mean to. I shouldn't have, but I'm so <laughs> sad about it. I mean, I just I was trying to read the tea leaves and believing that that was who San Francisco wanted. In the end, I think they made the right choice in going with Trey Lance. But is it going to work? I don't know. Should you have moved up? That Should you have given that much up to go up and get a guy who is going to sit for a little while? I don't know. This is 100%. The, the biggest you know, question mark and for me one, is what he's going to be. There's one very simple reason that San Francisco should have done that, and it's what happened to another team, and I'll tell you what it is after just a bit outside. The sports tag. Just a bit outside. All right, here's the 411, folks. All right. I don't know that it was the goal the other night in the game between the uh, Philadelphia Phillies and the St. Louis Cardinals, but Genesis Cabrera, he let me down. Who is, you know, in sports, there are just some guys who have that face. Just the face that just needs a good punch. And I think Bryce Harper's the number one on the list for me. I really do. He got smacked in the face with a 97-mile-per-hour fastball from Genesis Cabrera the other night. And unfortunately, Bryce Harper says his face is still there. That was his response. Was that he? He said. He said everything feels good. Everything came back good. CT scan, all that kind of stuff. So my face is still there. We're all good. I'll see you guys soon. That's a failure on my part, or on uh, Genesis Cabrera's part. I would much rather his face not still be there. But that's not the weirdest part of what happened. Because after that, the next batter comes up. Genesis Cabrera hits that Philly as well. Then that sparks uh, manager Joe Girardi to go out onto the field and, of course, do the baseball thing and argue with the umpire after both benches have been warned. And <laughs> he got into the argument with the umpire, and he tried to throw out the umpire. He made the he made you know he he made the motion, gave the signal. You're out of the ball game. It thrilled a lot of people, but we all know how that ended. You try to throw out the umpire, the umpire is going to throw you out of the ball game, and that's exactly what happened. Joe Girardi had to go hit the showers. But I don't, I'm not sure that I have seen that too many times in baseball history where the manager tries to throw the umpire out of the game. Something happened last night, and I don't think you're uh, aware of it. Okay, because I wasn't. Okay. How many players went in the first round from the SEC last night? Ooh, um, I don't know. 14? 12. Okay. The Big Ten had seven. The ACC had six. Pac-12 had three. AAC had two. Independence had one. And Trey Lance was the one FCS player. Do you notice I didn't say something right there? What didn't you say? No Big 12 players were selected among the first 32 picks. Marking the first year in conference history without a first-round pick. Holy cow. That's the first time it's ever happened. Mm-hmm. Alabama had six. The entire Big 12 Didn't had one. zero. <laughs> 
I did see that where Alabama broke the record for having the most guys taken in the first round. Do you know the last time a Power Five, uh, one of the power conferences, there were actually six back then, didn't have a first-round pick? No. It was 2006. It hadn't happened in 15 years. Who was that, the ACC? The Big East. It was the Big East. Which doesn't exist anymore. Right. I didn't even think about it. And then I read it and I went, you know, three of my best players left for today are, in the are Big from the Big 12. Yeah. Wow. If only somebody had taken Tevin Jenkins at the end of that. I'm so glad they didn't. You know why? Because <laughs> he's still sitting there for your Jets. Because he's sitting there for the Jets. <laughs> we could either take Jeremiah Wusu koromo or Tevin Jenkins. There's only one pick in front of us. It's right. the beauty of being bad. I don't have to wait for long for immediate satisfaction tonight. Yes. You're right about that. And since we traded both of our third rounders, I don't have any more. All right, so so back to the conversation of what we learned last night in the NFL draft. You had a point that you were going to make after just a bit outside. You were to so I didn't yeah, hear what you said. I literally I, <laughs> I've literally been out. I've been listening to you talk almost nonstop for four days. That's what it feels like, yeah. It, and I feel I'm sure you feel the same way about me. Absolutely. You have started to sound like Charlie Brown's teacher at times. <laughs> He's just zoning me out like you do your parents. Correct. Yeah. Uh the New England Patriots last night proved why you have to go get your guy. Mm-hmm. Everybody's lauding Bill Belichick. He just sat at 15 and he got his guy. Yep. Did he, though? Yep. Did he, though? How many quarterback needy teams have to look at a quarterback and go, we're good? Before you start to go, maybe it's maybe it's not that good. But it's Bill Belichick. He knows more than everybody else. He's also one of the worst drafters in the NFL, and anybody that argues with me about that, I will bury them. Because he's been horrendous. I did like Mac Jones sitting there playing Candy Crush like I was supposed to be picked at three. <laughs> Told me we had to sit here all night. Play on my phone. I'm sure he much much he he would have much rather have been playing in San Francisco than New England, but I really don't think it's a bad move. I do. I know. I do. I think it limits you. All right. So, I mean, think about what New England did. Mm-hmm. All right. You had Nelson Aguilar, who's pretty quick. And all right. He, he can't catch. He does not have good hands. Well, he had a good year this past year with he didn't Derek Carr. Yeah, he didn't mean to. It was by accident. <laughs> he was using Stickum or something. Uh huh. And Kendrick Bourne, and you have all these things. So, you gave a middling talented quarterback middling weapons. Well, I mean, what do you think he's going to do? Complete 25 passes a game to tight ends. He's the next Tom Brady. No, he's, oh, you just say that to make me angry. <laughs> you just say that to make me angry. <laughs> that's, that's what we were being fed in the months run up to the, uh, to the draft is everyone and his brother wanted to throw out the, I think Dan Orlovsky actually started that. That Mac Jones was comparable to Tom Brady. I think that was a Dan Orlovsky love child. And then everybody ran with it. And I'll be honest with you, when I when I look at the highlights, it, it's not that far off. It's that far off. Yeah, you want me to tell you something that, that I've learned in many years of, of doing this? You know who you shouldn't compare players to? The greatest of all time. Of course. Which is Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. Don't put comps like that. It's Because it's, it's dumb. Because the chances of them meeting it are zero. Right. 
I just look at Mac Jones and I feel like what New England has done is they've patched everything together. They've done what mm-hmm. Bill always didn't do. Bill was always really good at finding guys that didn't work somewhere else and sliding them into a hole because it was the Patriot way. Mm-hmm. Well, you know what the binder to the Patriot way is? You know, he made these puzzles out of all these broken toys and he turned them into these masterpieces. Well, that's because he had the glue, mm-hmm. which was Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. You know what the glue is not? Mac a combination Jones. of Cam Newton and Mac Jones. That's not the glue that's going to bind all of this together. Oh, but he still says uh, Cam Newton's still our quarterback. Until Mac Jones beats him out and he will. Of course he will. Of I can't wait will. for how ugly that's going to get. It's going to be fantastic. When all the Cam Newton apologists have to under... When the day one starter in New England is Mac Jones, and then what do you do? I mean, does Cam get cut? <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's not going to sit on the bench. No matter and what you else, think is going to happen. And nobody else is going to take him. No. So, oh, sorry about your luck, Cam. Oh, that's going to be a double beautiful day for me. You can go. <laughs> because not only do I get proven right on Cam Newton, but then the era of Mac Jones starts in New England. Yeah. And as a Jets fan, that I love the way those words yeah. sound together. Cam Newton just gets freed up to you know do more of his uh, podcast now. I think he's I think he's getting into the podcast game. Cam is? Yeah. Huh. Yeah. I think everybody has a podcast now. I believe they do. We do, too. Yeah, we do. And, of course, you can hear it live or on demand right here on uh, the iHeartRadio app. Uh, no, the, the Mac Jones, to me, I, it, look, I know you don't believe that Mac Jones can come in and be the greatest of all time. I don't believe he can do that either. But I do believe that he is... A guy who has a good enough skill set to be able to be used as a glue guy for a Josh McDaniels offense. And I think that's what they see in him. He was, I never bought into they were going to take Justin Fields and make Justin Fields into something. To me, Mac Jones always made sense to the New England Patriots. So the fact that they didn't have to move up to go get the guy, I think that's a win for them. I, I don't. I feel like you sat there. And you know what? I could give you 50 examples of teams just letting the guy fall to them. And you know who the best example of that is? You know who ended the best? Who? Chad Pennington. <laughs> of, of We need a quarterback and a guy that and they passed on him twice. Right. A lot of people forget that. Of you just sit there and yes, you need a quarterback, but you don't make a move. Mm-hmm. I mean, the Green Bay Packers even had to trade up to get Aaron Rodgers. Yep, they had to trade up to get Jordan Love mm-hmm. and Aaron Rodgers. Even that one, I- I'll even give you that one. And it's still a checkered history of guys like Geno Smith and Brady Quinn. And I mean, think about every quarterback you've ever watched drop like that. Mm-hmm. How many of them ever worked out? Aaron Rodgers is the only one. That's why we still talk about it 17 years later. Mm -hmm. Notice we don't talk about Brady Quinn very often. (laughs) That's just because he went to a really horrible team. And he flamed out like every other guy they ever drafted. I'm not saying that if he'd gone somewhere else, he'd have been good. He wouldn't have been. Cleveland was god-awful, and nobody was going to work in that scenario. Yeah, I think you could have put Joe Montana in Cleveland at that point. It still would have been a disaster. Right? So, I mean, we give a lot of crap to these guys for coming into the league and flaming out, but they never were put in a situation 
to be good. Sort of like Sam Darnold with the New York Jets. He comes in and has what you what you foresee as Justin Fields' tenure or future here in Chicago is exactly what Sam Darnold came into in New York. Yep, that I actually said that this morning. Except for except for Sam Darnold uh, or uh, Justin Fields has better weapons. Uh he has a better weapon. <laughs> you keep saying better weapons. Mm-hmm. You're putting an S on that where it does not belong. He has Allen Robinson. That's mm-hmm. it. And a below average offensive line and a running back that I've seen be really good for four games in his entire NFL career. Mm-hmm. And I just look at Justin Fields and I get, there were places I would have liked him. And I've said that clearly. I loved him in Denver. Mm-hmm. Does it not tell you everything you need to know that Denver, George Payton, a guy that I really respect, had Justin Fields just fall right in his lap and he went, mm-mm. Oh, because he could have traded Drew Locke for a four, mm-hmm. no doubt. So basically, now you've actually you you've you've made draft capital on the Teddy Bridgewater Drew Locke exchange, because there was a team that would have given him a four. Don't know if they'd given him any more than that, but mm-hmm. and they looked at Justin Fields and went, Mm-mm. heading into one of the bleakest quarterback times we've ever seen. He went, no, I'll ride with Teddy Bridgewater and Drew Locke. And I understand that's just one guy. There's five more of examples of that. Unless he believes three of who, three of whom took quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. Unless he believes that later in the draft he can get a guy who's not going to cost him as much money, and he'll have time to develop that guy. Are you talking about in this draft? Yeah. Uh, no, he's way too smart for that. George Payton. Yeah. Maybe. There's not a quarterback you're going to develop in this draft. Mm-hmm. Because now the the next three that are left, uh, this is like a roll of pictures back in the 90s. It's developed. It's just a question of what's going to be there when you open that envelope. <laughs> Kyle Trask and Davis Mills and, and Kellen, Mond. Kellen Mond. I mean, they're three of the most developed. They're more developed than every quarterback that went uh, last night not named Trevor Lawrence. Maybe Mac Jones. Mm-hmm. No, no, I wouldn't even say Mac Jones because he didn't play enough games. But they, he looked at that and went, I would rather ride with Drew Locke, who I've seen be bad for two years, mm-hmm. and have Teddy Bridgewater as the parachute than even try it with Justin Fields. Yeah. Well, do you really want to have a quarterback competition between three guys and have a whole lot of pressure to play? No, you would have, sh- no, you would have shipped Drew Locke out of town. Mm-hmm. And I had been told that for uh, the Bridgewater thing I said on the show a month ago. Yeah. When the Darnold trade happened, I said, you watch, Bridgewater's headed to Denver. Yes. And it was a thing of if they take Justin Fields, they're going to trade Drew Locke. Mm-hmm. And they looked at Drew Locke and said, that's better than what we'll get out of Justin Fields. <laughs> I mean, I don't know that that direct comparison was made. It's that simple but... because you have to have a plan at quarterback. This mm-hmm. is the one position that you can't say, oh, we'll just try it. No. But if you do that, but if you do that and you take Justin Fields and you're locked into him. You're locked yeah, in... that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Is that you're locked into him and George Payton looked at him and said, nope. Right, he I'm didn't. Want, he didn't want to be locked into him for f- four years. No, but now he's locked into Drew Locke for two years because you're not going. They're not going to be bad enough to have the opportunity at a quarterback again. Mm-hmm. That team's too good to be picking at nine. Oh, I agree. Again, I mean they did it last year without Von Miller and how many guys got hurt on that team last right. year? They just retooled the secondary. Mm-hmm. Now your secondary's good. You have a good pass rush. Mm-hmm. You're not picking at nine again. 
So no, what you've just said about, yeah, you're locked into Justin Fields, that's exactly my point. Right. He looked at that and went, no. I've been on this job for 14 minutes, and I kind of like it here. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be – I don't want my career tied to that guy. Which is exactly what I've been saying for months. <laughs> well, see, and that's a problem that Matt Nagy and, uh, and, and Ryan Pace in Chicago don't have. Because they can take the quarterback and let it be somebody else's problem next year because both of them are probably going to end up getting fired this year. Coffee's the closer's on. Get them the money. Then when you get the money, you get the power. That watch costs more than your car. Then when you get the power, then you get the work. Feels good to be picking NBA games again. The NFL draft. I Where did actually pre- I actually did pretty well on the NFL draft. Uh the prop bets that we did, yeah, yeah. Justin Fields, thank you, Justin Fields. <laughs> I am really glad you did not go in the top seven. That would have not gone pleasantly for right, me. Right. I have three bigs in the NBA for you tonight. First one, the Washington Wizards are a six and a half point favorite tonight at the Cleveland Cavaliers. I've said this time and time again: the Cleveland Cavaliers are horrible. Mm-hmm. The Washington Wizards are not. I'm I'm almost to the eat my words on the Russell Westbrook Bradley Beal combo. I have bet them so many times it is embarrassing <laughs> over the last three weeks. Washington's going to win this in a walk. They'll be they'll beat six and a half in the first quarter. Give me the Wizards minus six and a half. The Brooklyn Nets are a two and a half point dog tonight against the Portland Trailblazers. I've said this with Brooklyn and it's worked out pretty nicely for me. I don't really care who's playing. As long as one of them's playing, I'm just fine. Kyrie Irving will be there. I don't think Portland should be a favorite in this. They may still win, but I think Brooklyn's going to cover. Give me Brooklyn plus the two and a half. Finally, the Milwaukee Bucks are a one-point favorite tonight at the Chicago Bulls. You remember that thing I just said about I don't really care who plays? Yep. Yeah, I don't care who plays for the Milwaukee Bucks. They're better than the Chicago Bulls. Giannis is not going to play tonight. That's about the only guy that's not going to play. You're telling me that Chris Middleton and Drew Holiday are not good enough to beat the Bulls? Give me the Bucks. Easy. Minus the one. Go and do likewise, gents. Money's out there. You pick it up, it's yours. You don't, I got no sympathy for you. And then apparently LeBron James going to come back tonight? Make his... Uh, it is sounding that way. Yeah, his comeback from the way. injury, so they'll have LeBron James and Anthony Davis, full-strength Lakers team going up against the Sacramento Kings tonight. I say full-strength, but we all know LeBron's going to play 15 minutes, and that's going to be it. Uh, they, they don't need him for much against Sacramento. <laughs> oh, come on. Rashawn Holmes is not, uh, is not that big of a threat? Is that what you're saying? Uh, that's exactly what I'm saying, actually. No, okay. Just want to make sure I was getting that right. Ah, uh, there's NBA action tonight, so that means there is a monkey knife fight to be had. Lots of them, actually. Go to monkeyknifefight.com today. Daily fantasy sports props. It's a whole lot of fun. Uh, set up your account today. Make your initial investment and monkey knife fight when you use our promo code TANK, T-A-N-K. They will match it up to $50 and also give you a $5 free play. Now, that $5 free play you could use on tonight's game and win more money. I am playing the more or less 3.6x multiplier between the Chicago Bulls and the Milwaukee Bucks. (laughs) I will take that $5, use it as my buy-in. It will turn into an $18 prize if Nikola Vucevic scores more than 24.5 points. Chris Middleton scores more than 20 and a half. Mm-hmm. With no Giannis Antetokounmpo, I believe that's a pretty safe bet. 
Not only is there NBA action tonight, but there's also something still going on in the NFL that's going to have a lot of attention on it. Day two of the NFL draft rounds two and three tonight. We will be live in the sportsocracy from the Wicked Weed Studio. Check us out on YouTube, youtube.com slash the sportsocracy. Hit that subscribe button. Join us in the comments. It's going to be a whole lot of fun. And we're going to kick off the 4 o'clock hour with a recap of what the Carolina Panthers did last night and what you could potentially expect your team to do tonight on night two of the NFL draft. And also, wait, because I'm going to throw out uh, first-round draft draft grades by the guy who grades on the curve. And I just want to see how much of a vein I can get popping out of Jeremy's head. If you hear glass breaking, it's because I jumped out the window. (laughs) You're in the sports tank with me, Tank Spencer, and him, Jeremy Green, here on ESPN Asheville. This is... The Sports Tank with Jeremy Green. You look at my numbers, I'm I'm balling. Beer City's best sports talk is on the air. Get involved. Call 252-4348. Tweet the show at Sports Tank ESPN. The Sports Tank. Come get you some of this. Can't wait. It's ESPN Asheville, 92.9 FM, 880 AM and 1400. The Sports Tank with Jeremy Green, heard everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. I'm Tank Spencer, Jeremy Green alongside, as always. And the night two of the NFL draft is coming up. It's going to start in about three hours. They've got the clock going on ESPN. Oh, yeah, two hours and and 57 minutes until another... Another lovely night of hanging out in the Wicked Weed studio, pick by pick, instant analysis, lots of jokes, and you never know when somebody's going to lose their mind like our uh, compatriot Brian did last night. Oh, When the New York Giants took Kadarius Tony, he lost it because the one thing the Giants did not need was a wide receiver. And granted, they did pick up a first-round pick, by trading back in the first round. But when tackles are on the board and and that's what you need, yeah, your fan base is not going to like it too much when you go with a wide receiver, especially a guy like Kadarius Toney, who is not highly thought of, I think, amongst uh, amongst fans. Well, I mean, it's not that. It's just you take a receiver and you've already got Kenny Galladay, Darius Slayton, and Sterling Shepard. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile... Your offensive line is brutal. Right. I I, I don't know. There's, there's just certain teams. And one of those teams, I just don't get it with Carolina. I you don't, don't get what? I don't get it. I don't understand why you take J.C. Horn at eight. And I love you J.C. Horn. corner. But you've taken eight defensive players in a row. Who cares? Our offense is good. Ish. Come on. It's good-ish. Come on. You got Sam Darnold. You got, and, you know, your offensive line is not the it's greatest in the world. Yeah, it's doing stuff. It's not stuff. the greatest in the world, but you got Chris, Christian McCaffrey Oh, you're telling me back. you couldn't have used Rayshon Slater right there. Oh, I'm really? sure you could have. Yeah, you're, is that what you're trying to tell me? <laughs> Name me the left tackle of the Carolina Panthers right now. The left tackle of the Carolina Panthers right now? Um, can't do it. I know, I know Moton plays on the right. Yeah, he does. It's Cameron Irving. There you go. He's a dude. <laughs> but, but he's not good. <laughs> well, the draft's not over. They still I, have I don't time. disagree with you. 
I just I, I guess my thing with Carolina is I I like that you added JC Horn. Mm-hmm. I feel like now you've officially gone into the you've gone to the dark side defensively. And here's what I mean: you're counting on way too many young guys. It is you got to have somebody that's got that veteran leadership. Mm-hmm. The veterans on this defense are Hassan Reddick and Denzel Perriman. Mm-hmm. That's it. There are no more. It's a it's a bunch of second year guys and yeah. now another rookie. Yeah, Brian Burns, Jeremy Chin, Dante and, and, Jackson is probably the longest tenured impact player that they have. And, and I'm and that's fine. Mm-hmm. But I guess what I'm saying is AJ Bouye. That's like one of the vets of the defense. So yes, three years from now your defense is going to be really good. Mm-hmm. You go out and make the deal for Sam Darnold. And this is a guy who did not get the the, the support in New York that he deserved, mm-hmm. and I, and that's coming from a thirty year Jets fan. Yep. And you had the opportunity here to really, you know, make him understand you're the guy. You didn't pick up his fifth year option until today, which I value to be really stupid. I heard Adam Gold the, the show before us. Mm-hmm. He had a theory on why they did that to try to make teams think they were serious about taking Justin Fields. If that's true, that's dumb. Mm-hmm. Don't do that because yeah. nobody believed you were taking Justin Fields. No, you should have picked I mean, up some, the fifth-year option on Darnold the minute he got in town. Uh, it, l- l- let's 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 back up a second because there were a lot of fans that believed that they were still in the hunt for Justin Fields. There, there were a lo- lot of Panther there fans. There were a lot of fans of a lot of teams that thought they were in on Justin. Fields. They were upset when Justin Fields was not the pick at eight. Well, those fans need to stop that because that makes absolutely no sense. Sam Darnold is a markedly better prospect than Justin Fields, and it's not even debatable to me. I agree with you. I kept trying to tell people, you know, I got a, you know, I got a text message yesterday from Pressbox. Pressbox Seth, who used to be producer on this program when we were on Saturdays and, you know, still does a lot of stuff here around iHeart Asheville. And I got a text message from him yesterday saying that the Panthers were going to take Justin Fields at eight. I said, no, they're not taking a quarterback. They have a quarterback. They've got Sam Darnold, and they're not taking a quarterback. Now, did I think that they would take a corner at eight? Actually, yeah, because if you'll remember, I said that to you not a week and a half ago. Of They're sitting there at eight. Tell me why they wouldn't take a cornerback. And... I get it. Offensive line, you could use the help. But you also needed help in that secondary. And J.C. Horn, to Matt Rule, and to the rest of the team, was the guy, the best corner in this draft that fit their scheme. And they went out and got him. And I can't blame them for it, because I think J.C. Horn is going to be a Pro Bowl-level cornerback in this league. So why wouldn't you go out and get that guy and wait to take a tackle at some point later if because that's, there's if that's a the market next on your list? There's a marked difference between Rashawn Slater and Sam Cosme. And I like Sam Cosme. Mm-hmm. But to me, if you're it, when you have a quarterback like this, and I'm not trying to get into the psychology of sports. I'm really not. Mm-hmm. But you got to remember, just, just think about this. Let's say, just take whatever it is you do for a living. And say that your employer did everything in their power to make your job harder for three years. And must, and out of the blue, you get a new job. And you go to that job, and, and you give them a chance. And they have all this money and all this opportunity to put all these things around you. 
and they put a really nice door on the bathroom. <laughs> that not going to annoy you a little bit? Are little you bit. not going to look at that and go, huh, this is starting to look familiar? And I'm not trying to call J.C. Horn a bathroom door because that's, that's not what he is. Mm-hmm. He's a really good player, mm-hmm. and I think he can be a number one corner in this league. Mm-hmm. I just feel like you had the opportunity, whether it's Rayshon Slater, I would personally, now, I mean, and now this is hindsight. I would have really liked them to have traded back, mm-hmm. and I'm sure there were calls made, mm-hmm. and wound up with, say, Christian Derisaw, the player that makes the least sense to me that he fell as far as he did. That, to me, would have been a perfect night one for Carolina. Mm-hmm. You have your left tackle, who's a great run blocker, and, and we haven't seen him in pass pro. I think, he'll be, I think he'll be good to really good at that. And you would have added some more draft capital, and Sam Darnold would feel all warm and fuzzy, <laughs> and DJ Moore would feel all warm and fuzzy because you right. picked up the fifth-year option on him too. Mm-hmm. And you would be looking at the offense, and Joe Brady would have all of the toys that he needs to play with. Because they're going to add another receiver tonight. I feel very sure of that. Well, they're going to have to. I, I would think that they would have to address the offensive line first. And they've got the seventh pick in the second round. And so even if everybody, every team in front of them took a tackle. Which they're not going to, by the way. Right. But even if that happened, they would still be in the market for a guy like Jalen Mayfield. No. Or Jalen Mayfield's a Jay, Jay, Stop that. What? Neither one of those guys are second-round picks, and you know what you said those names to make me angry. All James I, Hudson's a fourth-round pick. <laughs> All I'm saying is there is still going to be offensive line talent here for you to not, take. Not that you can plug no. and play immediately. That's okay. what I'm saying. You had the opportunity to take a guy that you could plug and play immediately. Mm-hmm. And I know a lot of people think Rayshon Slater is better as a guard. You know what the Sandy, or the L.A. Chargers plan on playing him as? What? A left tackle. They believe enough in him to put Justin Herbert behind him. Mm -hmm. And you look at the line with the Chargers. Let me ask you this. Who do you feel better about? Take the talent away. Okay. Who do you look at the supporting cast of and feel better of after the offseason going into next year? Justin Herbert or Sam Darnold? Oh, it's Justin Herbert. Exactly. And you had the opportunity for that to not be the case. If you had Rayshon Slater, I would have felt better about Carolina. Because you have Christian McCaffrey, DJ Moore, Robbie Anderson, and a line that has been, at the very least, fortified. Okay. And I think you're, you may be able to add a tight end tonight. Don't be shocked if that's what they take with the first, second round pick. Just saying. Mm-hmm. Not saying I heard a thing. Just saying I might have heard a thing. Might have heard a thing. <laughs> okay. If they decide to do nothing with the offensive line, then I'll be right along with you. If the seventh pick in the second round ends up being... Dylan Reduns, is he not a guy that you could play on the left side? You can, but there's going to be a question with him about level of competition. There's going to be questions about he's he's got that waist bender thing. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, that, yeah. that's become a new term. Yeah, that's you know we always we always it's, talked about waist bend, but now this is the first year I've ever heard he's a waist bender. That's on tonight's uh, night two drinking game, by the way. Oh yeah, I need to make a thing for that waist bend. Yeah, yeah, we're gonna do that. Uh, we're 100% going to do that. Uh, now, here's a guy. <laughs> yeah. Ooh. I even caught myself saying that last night. Yeah. But this is but this is my point, is that they went out and got the guy who they thought could be the biggest immediate impact. 
And I'm fine with and that. Fits their you know what? And I'm fine with that. You know what I'm not fine with? I'm not fine with eight of your picks in a row being defensive. Mm-hmm. That doesn't make any sense to me. That, and, and I think they've done great things in the draft. I really like, and this goes back to a previous regime, I really like Brian Burns. I still think Shaq Thompson has a role. Mm-hmm. But I just look at so many. I'll be honest with you. I would have even been better if it had been Micah Parsons. Because I could at least understand how that was a need. I didn't necessarily think corner was even a top five need for this team. Oh, I think you're wrong. Big time. You have tremendous amount of draft capital wrapped up in that. Mm-hmm. Including Troy Pride that you took last year. Mm-hmm. I think safety's a bigger need than corner was. Okay. And I linebacker's like a bigger need. And I, I wasn't mad at the pick at all. I, fact, and, it's not like as, pick. and it's not necessarily that I'm mad at it. It's just I felt like the, the – the, let me explain. I didn't say that. I think I've left a part of this out. Okay. Greg Newsom went at 26. Yes. I see Greg Newsom and J.C. Horn as very comparable. Really? In terms of talent, mm-hmm. yes, I see them as very comparable. Okay. And so I guess I'm just looking at it going, you could have traded down. You mm-hmm. could have done all kinds of things mm-hmm. here. Because in all reality, the greatest thing you could have done was take Rayshon Slater, again, this is hindsight, right? and traded up in front of Cleveland and gotten Greg Newsom. Mm-hmm. Then I would be talking about Carolina's the front office is the smartest set of humans in the history <laughs> right. of the NFL draft. But what if you say, I mean, what if, or you always say, if you got your guy, go get your guy. So maybe this was their guy. Maybe this was the guy that they wanted when they knew that Penny Sewell wasn't going to fall to them because I honestly believe they would have taken that. Had but there's no doubt they would have taken Penny Sula. Right. He didn't fall to eight. We didn't trade out. New England was the rumored to trade up to eight, but New England didn't have to. New England sat and waited for their quarterback to fall to them, which is exactly what happened, which is why I give New England an A grade, by the way, in the first round of the draft. Um, but, but they oh, you did. gave New England an A? Yeah, I did. Uh, of course you did. Yeah, I did. Uh, <laughs> but they didn't have to. Or Nobody had to move up to eight. To get that pick, so who's your next guy? Maybe J.C. Horn was that guy. Oh, boy. What just happened? Yeah, this is one you should hit the button for. Who's going to break the news? 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 This is from Ian Rappaport at Rap Sheet. Okay. If Aaron Rodgers retires to host Jeopardy or just retire... He would have to repay the team $11.5 million this year, $11.5 million, if he remains retired next year, all from his signing bonus. That's not the breaking news part. Okay. This is the breaking news part. Unless the situation is repaired to his liking, this is a serious consideration. Yikes. I can't. I- well. Brian well. Brian said that in the sportsocracy this morning, and I laughed because there's no way in my mind that Aaron Rodgers is just going to flat out quit. But there again, when you think about the situation that he's been in, the Jordan Love thing, the not getting weapons high in the draft thing, and then last night they absolutely punted their first-round pick. And uh, took that's a third that's round not corner. as true as you keep trying to say it. Okay. Eric, if you're going to keep using my line of go get your guy, mm-hmm. first of all, you're using it wrong. But if, we, <laughs> if you're using it that way... <laughs> Eric Stokes was not going to last past 30. Mm-hmm. I'd heard Buffalo with Eric Stokes forever. Okay. So, I mean, that was, if that's the guy you wanted, that's where you had to take him. Okay. Now, I think it's a reach. Mm-hmm. But, I do, too. 
But the biggest thing is Georgia fans. The biggest thing is on draft night. The biggest story had nothing to do with a draft eligible player. It was all Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers wants to be traded. Mm-hmm. Oh, they're going to trade him to Denver. And then Denver doesn't take a quarterback, and everybody goes, oh, it's happening. Well, last year when they drafted Jordan Love, they didn't consult with Aaron. Do you think, do you think that they consulted with him, and that's when the story came out? They no, I think, Aaron, that, I think Aaron Rodgers. They told him what their plan was, that we're, we're going to go get Eric Stokes, and he went, mm, I'm out. No, I think what happened is that one year ago on draft night, and I don't remember who I heard say this. It was either Colin Cowherd or, or Pat McAfee. I can't okay. remember which one. Last year on draft night, the Green Bay Packers embarrassed Aaron Rodgers. Mm-hmm. They took a quarterback. He became such of the narrative. They didn't consult with him. They they embarrassed him. Mm-hmm. This year he did the same thing to them. This yeah. year he embarrassed them. Absolutely. Of oh you thought you got you thought you were gonna get one over on me? Uh, guess what? I got one in my repertoire. Because if you don't think Aaron Rodgers is the one that put that out, mm-hmm. I have a bridge to sell you. Oh yeah. And I it's wouldn't... a very small bridge and there's a very hefty price. <laughs> right. I, I I wouldn't doubt that at all. They're not getting rid of Aaron Rodgers, though. They're not gonna trade him, and I don't think he's gonna retire. I think that, and look, I don't know Aaron Rodgers personally, mm-hmm. and I don't even claim to have an insider close to him. Right. This is a thing I read for me in Rappaport. It popped up on Twitter fifteen or five minutes ago. Mm-hmm. It wouldn't shock me. It wouldn't shock me if right now he was negotiating with Sony, saying, "I want this job." I can to be I, the Jeopardy host. Yep. And hold on, take the journey with. Okay. Me. It wouldn't shock me if he said. I can do this around my football schedule because he's already figured that out. It would take 43 days out of the offseason when there's no ability to be in in anything mm-hmm. for him to record Jeopardy in, in California or wherever they record it. Right. I think he's telling them, if you'll give me the job, I'll retire. I think he's put the leverage out to the Packers of, I, I can go. Mm-hmm. I, I can go. It's I, I've, done, I've won a Super Bowl. You're not going to help me. You've made it very clear. So if you're going to hold me hostage here, I'll just leave. Mm-hmm. It's not about money. The man's made a bajillion dollars. Oh, no doubt. And he'll make much, much more in retirement. Trust mm-hmm. me. He's getting ready to get married. He's marrying a, a pretty good actress. He's got a lot of money. I think the Jeopardy thing has shown he's got chops to do other things. Mm-hmm. You're not going to hold a guy like this hostage. I'm just telling you. This right. is a California Bay Area kid. If you've never spent time on the West Coast, I got news for you. Those people think a little differently. They think very very similarly to me. Mm-hmm. I have always been told I had a very California mindset of don't mess with me because eventually I'll break and I'll just say, Go I'm on. out. Yeah. Just walk away. Yeah. Like, I mean, I can put up with a lot, but when I get to my breaking point, I'm just done with it. And it tells me a lot that you would do this on draft night. Think back to what I've always said. Who wants you to know this? Yep. And think of the timing. You did it on draft night. And it was the perfect dichotomy mm-hmm. of you did it to me last year, I'm going to do it to you this year. And so do I think he could run Absolutely, I do. I think he could say, I'm done. I'm done. I don't want to do it. Yeah. I can go hang out with Pat McAfee every Wednesday and, and make money and enjoy my life. And I'm not trying to get into his social life, but you got to think he's had two pretty front and center relationships. Both of them, in hindsight, have said he's really, really committed to his job. Mm-hmm. 
You got to think that plays into it too. Oh yeah, that he's getting ready to get. He's engaged, getting ready to get married. Going, you know what? If you're not going to treat me any better than this, the level of commitment that I give you, I'm out. Right? Am I going to destroy another relationship? And and now am I reading tea leaves into that? Of course, sure. But I'm just saying, don't think this is as. Oh, he would never do that. Right? Well, don't be so sure of that. I think maybe the retirement talk is to get the pa- the Packers on board with trading him. Here's another thing that that was pointed out to me. And and I didn't think about this till it was pointed out to me. Notice that there's only one athlete in the Jeopardy thing. Mhm. Notice it's Aaron Rodgers. Mhm. You think that's a happy accident? Why? That job's going to pay a lot. I don't know how much Alex Trebek made, but I guarantee you it was a lot. Mm-hmm. You're telling me that there's no Michael Strahan, no no nobody? Uh, what, what that means to me is that he went and said, I want in. Because they didn't call anybody else in sports. Not even figure figures that have become except public for, figures. Except for Joe Buck. Calling him a sports figure is uh, <laughs> using that term very liberally, but okay. That tells me he went to them okay. because they didn't really have an interest in doing this with an athlete. Mm-hmm. If they did, they would have brought in somebody else. Joe Buck's an announcer. Yeah, he's already. This got, is an actual athlete. Right, he's already got relationships there. He's it's his favorite TV show. He's been on the show before as a contestant. And somebody else pointed this out to me. Do you not think that this was kind of a? I call them parachutes, but most people call them contingency plans. Mm-hmm. Just in case you keep messing with me. I'm already looking for what my next venture could be. I hadn't thought of it that way, but it's a very interesting point. Yeah, I don't know if that's that's the message that he was sending out there. I thought it was just more of a, hey, let me give this a shot, see if I can do it, and then that'll be life after football. But I never thought in a million years that it would be life after football in a month. Yeah, let me let me just tell you something about people like Aaron Rodgers. People that, that run... that that have relationships in because they're such workaholics and things like that. They don't look for a hobby. They're looking for what's going to replace this mm-hmm. and what's going to make me happy. And I think he realized doing this, I kind of enjoyed this and I could see a life of red carpets and hanging out at movie premieres and things like that. And went, you know what, if it doesn't get any better than this and it's just green Bay, and, and don't underestimate this either. Think about how Brett Favre went out. Mm-hmm. Guess who got to watch that firsthand? This is a lot of the same principal pieces in the Green Bay organization. Sure. They don't tend to change. And there's got to be a part of him going, I watched what you did to Brett. You're not going to do that to me. You're in the Sports Tank with Jeremy Green on ESPN Asheville, 92.9 FM, 880 AM, and 1400. Yes, the uh, Carolina Panthers took J.C. Horn with their Number eight overall pick in the first round. What could they and other teams do in the second and third rounds tonight? We'll chop it up after this. Possibly. This is G. Duggeroff, voice of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the sports tank. Fire them cannons. By golly, put more powder in those things. It's ESPN Asheville, 92.9 FM, 880 AM and 1400. The Sports Tank with Jeremy Green. The party will continue tonight on YouTube in the Sportsocracy. We're going on at uh, around 6.30. There's 
close to 6.30 as possible. Y'all might have to start it for me, uh, and then I'll join you midstream should something should something keep me away. Sometimes the podcast takes a while to get loaded up, so it's going to be cutting it close for me to get over to the Wicked Weed studio for our live draft coverage tonight. Night two. Last night was a whole lot of fun. Tonight's going to be even more fun. And then tomorrow night, uh, you're all going to get to see, or tomorrow afternoon, excuse me, you're all going to get to see Jeremy Green dressed up in his Gardner Minshew attire. <laughs> he's got I've the, already got the mullet. He's got the mullet blazing. He's got oh, his yeah. whole outfit planned out. Yikes. I can't wait to see it. Tommy, uh, a new addition to our team, got a picture of me last night sitting at the desk with all my stuff laid out on the and you can just see the the magnificence of this mullet from from back. Behind. Oh boy! Oh yeah! Had my jersey with my name on it. You did. It's just it's a good time. You did. <laughs> but we are live uh, for night two tonight, throughout the duration, and then all uh, all afternoon tomorrow for rounds four through seven. There are a lot of great players left in this second round. Yeah, and there's a few to keep an eye on. Mm-hmm. I'll give you a few specific ones after we get weird. On the weird scale, there's Vegas, there's Florida, and there's Asheville. Let's get weird, Asheville. All right, I think I've found my new favorite thing. Um, You know, finding Girl Scout cookies has been a little tougher during the pandemic. You know, there's not a lot of door-to-door sales going on anymore. Not a whole lot of, you know, set, or I haven't seen anyway, a whole lot of, you know, setting up shop outside your your corner store or the, 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 the local big box store to get your Girl Scout cookies. So they came up with, uh, or there's a group, a Google affiliate, that came up with an idea to get people in Virginia, in Christianburg, Virginia, their Girl Scout cookies when everybody had to stay home they're using drones they're delivering thing they're delivering girl scout cookies to your house on your doorstep using drones and i think this is the greatest uh service that we have discovered for drones in american history that's all i got because i don't think you're going to beat a better story than that i think i will oh yeah this is a story uh, that will probably make you feel a little stupid. Mm-hmm. And you know how I know that? How's that? Because it made me feel a little stupid. <laughs> okay. A 12-year-old boy in North Carolina who took a few extra classes in his spare time during the COVID-19 pandemic is now preparing to graduate high school and college in the same week. Oh, wait. He's 12. 12? He's 12. Mike Wimmer of Salisbury will graduate Rowan Cabarrus Community College with an associate's degree May 21st and will graduate Concord Academy High School just seven days later, May 28th. Mm-hmm. He's 12. That's insane. Wimmer has a 4.0 GPA in college and a 5.45 in high school. Wow. He's the valedictorian at 12. <laughs> yeah, that does make me feel dumb. It, it made me feel real dumb. Oh, yeah. Can you imagine a 12-year-old giving a speech at a high school graduation? Oh, I would boo him relentlessly. Oh, I would just be sitting there going, he's using SpongeBob references, <laughs> and he is so much smarter than me that it is pathetic. Uh, he told uh, WCNC-TV, 
I went through all the grades in school at a faster pace. I'm like a sponge. I take in knowledge very fast. Wimmer said he had extra time during the pandemic, discovered that if he had added just a couple extra classes, he could graduate from college. And now this was with his associates, mm-hmm. not with his bachelor's, but still uh, at the same time. Mm-hmm. The 12-year-old said his lifelong interest in technology and robots led him to create his own startup called Reflect Social, which aims to simplify how smart home technology works. <laughs> the Just worst getting part that associate's degree eight years before I got mine. Screw you, dude. The, the, <laughs> the, I'm telling you, the worst part of this story is what I'm about to tell you. Okay. The boy said he is now considering his next options, which could include continuing with college, mm-hmm. pursuing a fellowship to grow his startup, or accepting various job offers. Whoa. He has job offers at 12. Where is it legal for him to work? There's like child labor laws and things like that. Right. He had. Do you understand that he has job offers? Mm-hmm. If we get fired tomorrow, we'll be lucky to have job offer. Yes. Fur. I will say this, though. Good for him. 12-year-old kid. I, I mean, he's smarter than, smarter than the... Uh, above average 22 year old. <laughs> we had four people sitting at a desk last night doing draft coverage that I value all four of us to be reasonably intelligent. That kid's smarter than all four of us multiplied by each other. Oh, he'd have whipped us. Oh, yeah. Put us in a Jeopardy style contest with that kid. He'd have whipped us all. One of us has a mullet and one of us looks like the big Lebowski. I think you could look at this kid and look at the four of us and go, yeah, I'm going with him. <laughs> If we played Family Feud and it was the four of us against him, mm-hmm. I would bet my house on him. There is one guy left in this uh, NFL draft tonight that I am just supremely gobsmacked that he made it out of the first round. Ooh, let me guess. You know who it is. Jeremiah Wusukoromoa. It's Jeremiah Wusukoromoa. I said his name 700 times last night because every team on the board should have had him. There are a lot of teams that think he's too small to play linebacker and not fast enough to play safety. So it's going to be manufacturing a role for him. I mean, he's certainly a guy to watch tonight. There are a few. I mean, there are a lot of guys that I really like at the top of this. Mm-hmm. Tevin Jenkins was a guy I had as a first-round pick the entire draft process. Mm-hmm. I am stunned he got out of the first round. I am as well. Um, Christian Barmore. I that one thought he would me. go. I, I told you. I tried to tell you. You did try to tell me. I thought for sure somebody would go, this defensive tackle class is not great, but he is by far the best one. Yeah, he's also got a, a an uncoachable tag on him that is really hard to get away from because that's coming from somewhere. Okay. The, there are a lot of things that, you know, the character issues and things like that, those get really... They're, they're not hemmed in. Mm-hmm. So it can mean all kinds of things. You rubbed a foul of, 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 of a coach in the past, or you actually did something. I mean, there's a wide scope there. Right. When somebody comes out and says you don't, and the, I believe the quote I heard was, accept coaching well, that came from somebody that coached you. Right. And usually those are your biggest cheerleaders. And when you're tied with Nick Saban. Well, it wouldn't be. I don't think it would be Nick. That that would blow my mind. He's He's never really been that guy. I didn't think so. But there's, at some point in his life, there's been a coach that's come along and said he doesn't mm-hmm. accept coaching well. Mm-hmm. I mean, this could go back to middle school for all we know. But that is, that's one of those tags that I hear and it just, it, it always 
runs afoul yeah. of, of NFL evaluation. You just don't usually see too many 315-pound freaks that can move like he can on a football field, which I thought would be well, just too if, good for anybody to pass up. And if the tape was infallible, then it, it, they wouldn't have. Mm-hmm. But it's not. But it's not. I mean, there, there are parts of his game. I, mean, I only had him going in the mid-20s anyway. Taking away the uncoachable thing, because that pretty right. much just started coming up about a month ago. Right. Who else? Who are you shocked? Who are you the shocked? Most, most shocked? Other than Trayvon Morrig. Okay. I'm shocked that Trayvon Morrig did not go in the first round. Mm-hmm. I mean, and there are a lot of guys that I'm markedly surprised that they didn't go. Elijah Moore. Elijah Moore blows my mind. Uh, Aziz Ojolari. That one is, we're right there together. Mm-hmm. I, I think that's where I draw the line, though. There were about six because there were about there were almost six real head scratching moves for me in the first round to begin with. So I'm shocked Nick Bolton didn't go in the first round mm-hmm. solely because linebackers so bad. I mean, this is a bad linebacker class, and you had two of them fall out of the first round, right? That I thought were almost no doubters. Uh, everybody else is you know is where they should be, right at the top of the second round. You got a lot of talent there. You got all the Carolina guys. You got Deami Brown. And I won't Javante be shocked if you Williams have three and, Carolina goes, yeah. guys go in the first twenty picks tonight. Yeah, Chaz Surratt. That's the three. Because you don't think you don't think Michael Carter or Daz are going to go no, early in my, the second. No, my three, the three that I know definitively are going to go at some point tonight are Deami, Chaz, and uh, Javante. Javante, yeah. By the way, Javante was on uh, Freddie and and Fitz or Mm -hmm. whatever that show is. Mm -hmm. That is the most likable kid, I think, on planet Earth. Old Pookie. I love him. He told a story about his dad. Uh Uh-huh. Of that his dad's name was Pookie. Mm -hmm. And they started calling him Pookie. And they asked him, what did they call your dad after that? And he went, Big Pookie. Big Pookie. I I was in my car driving home. And it was real late. (laughs) I was laughing hysterically. Yeah, it was Pookie and Lil Pookie, and then when and then when Javante got bigger, they had to drop the little, and then Dad became Big Pookie, and he just became regular Pookie. There are a few guys, but to he keep can't. Up. Go, but he can't go by Pookie because there's already one of those in this draft. That's Puka. <laughs> there's already a Puka Williams. He can't go by Pookie Williams. There are a few guys to watch that that will go higher tonight than you think, and and Ian Rappaport put out a list, and and I'm gonna add two. Okay, the ones he said: Drew Dahlman. He's a center from Stanford. He's a guy that we've we've talked about in the sportsocracy a couple times. Mm-hmm. Don't be shocked if he winds up with the Rams. Uh, Kevin Carberry was his offensive line coach at Stanford. Guess who the new offensive line coach with the Rams is? Yeah, just a, that's a guy that I thought he would go on day three. Mm-hmm. I mean, I like the tape. There's just not. I don't think there's a lot of growth potential. I think we've seen what he is. Derek Barnes. Uh, that's a kid from Purdue that I've told you about that is super raw. Apparently, a few teams have fallen in love with him. Okay, the 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 crop top wonder himself, Quinn Miners. <laughs> I firmly believe he'll be in the first ten picks tonight. Absolutely, uh, Pat Fryermuth. Mm-hmm. That's a that's a guy that's going really early tonight. Yep, tight end out of Penn State might be with the first pick tonight. <laughs> Wouldn't shock me yeah. at all. Yeah, Jacksonville needs a tight end. Two guys that we haven't talked about a ton: Anthony Schwartz. The, the receiver out of Auburn. Mm-hmm. I have been mocked for how high I've had him in drafts more than once. You watch me be right. I never had him higher than 55. 
I'll almost be shocked if he if he lasts that long. Mm-hmm. Uh, another one, Spencer Brown. The offensive tackle from Northern Iowa that I told you I was put up the crazy pro mm-hmm. day. Yeah. I told you as soon as I saw that, I went, there is no way that there are not teams that are going to fall in love with that guy. Yeah. Cause he ran like a what, four, six or something? It was a four, seven something. Yeah. At 350 pounds. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's a, he, he's aggressive. Yeah. yeah. And that's bothering How many was. quarterbacks are going to go tonight? Three? I would say three. Yeah. And it's going to be Davis Mills, Kyle Trask, Kellen Mond? Yes. Okay. I will be shocked if it's not in that order, too. Okay. Kyle Trask had some first-round buzz. Mm-hmm. I didn't necessarily get it. I didn't necessarily believe it. But he did have some first-round buzz. Uh, yeah, especially to my team. Apparently, uh, apparently a lot of our fan base was uh, just drunk on getting Kyle Trask at number 32, but I guess it's because we're all from, you know, most of them are all from Florida. Well, I mean, there's a lot of people that really don't like Ryan Griffin being the, the second quarterback. Oh, yeah. And, you know, I, I didn't have a great reaction last night when I heard the pick. But after I looked into Joe Tryon, I'm feeling a lot better about it. There were a lot of people that didn't have great reactions to their, uh, <laughs> to their picks last night. You should have seen my mentions on Twitter. When I got home, I just kind of took my phone out and went, well, let's, you know, let's see what's happening here. Oh, really? Oh, by the way, you're, you, you said Spencer Brown. Uh, he ran a 4.94 at 6.8311. Oh, okay. The impressive part was he had a 32 inch vert. Wow. He had a 32 inch vert at 6.8311. You shouldn't have, uh, you should you shouldn't be- have that big of a, of a leap. He also ran a 6.993 cone. Would you like me to give you that's a, like a That's like a linebacker number, isn't it? I'll put it this way. Michael uh, Strachan that, that played at Charleston. I guess a guy I've told you a couple times. It's a, he's a late-round guy that a lot of teams have talked to. Mm-hmm. He ran a 6'9", 6. He's 6'5", 225 as a wide receiver. Yikes. So, there's that. <laughs> All right. So, you're saying he's very agile. He's an impressive guy. I mean, now you talk about raw. There's a lot to build there. There's a lot to. There's a lot of things to like. Mm-hmm. There's a, there's a lot of stories. This is what I'm looking forward to tonight. Last night's the first round pick. You all know these guys. Mm-hmm. Th- tonight is the night that I really get to show my chops. <laughs> of I know these guys as well as you know the first round guys. Mm-hmm. So I can you know I can give a little background story. I can uh, I can, I get to do some fun stuff tonight. I'm very excited about it. <laughs> uh, but we will see several North Carolina guys go tonight. Um, you know, Aleem McNeil at NC State, he'll be another guy that'll probably go tonight. He's a big boy. He is a big old boy on the defensive line. But uh yeah, I mean this is this is where the fortunes are made. First round picks, obviously you want to hit those right. You're not gonna hit all of them right all the time. Obviously, we see teams make the wrong decision time after time after time. But this is where even if you're if your first round didn't go so well. Now is the time to make up for it. So if you didn't like the J.C. Horn pick last night by Carolina, this is the night for a little bit more hope that they can they can add to the offensive line or whatever you feel that their their biggest need is. All right, I gave I gave some teams some grades. Are you ready to hear some of these? Oh, I'm gonna get so angry at this. <laughs> I just I see it. Um, A's. I gave out. 
a few A's. I tried not to give out a lot of A's. And by a few, how many is a few? Um, it was uh, more than you would have. How about that? You're not we'll telling me a there. number, which tells me it's like seven. Oh, it's it's quite a few. Your grades are stupid. Why? Do you know how many it's, A's I've given out in 10 years? Oh, I get it. You're harder on these guys than I am. I've only given out like 12 A's in 10 years. Well, look, here's, here, here were some of my A's. Uh, obviously, Penny Sewell going to the Detroit Lions. That's a no-brainer. Minnesota being able to trade down and get two third-round draft picks and still get the guy that they wanted at 16 or where 14, where they were originally picking. I give them an A for that. Uh, Micah Parsons going to the Dallas Cowboys at 12. I vehemently disagree with you with the third one. Why? They gained a third-round pick from a division rival and got the best linebacker in the draft. First of all, you never trade with a division rival ever, 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 ever. Even if you take advantage of them? You didn't take advantage of them. You moved down two spots. They got Devontae Smith. The Giants pulled the ripcord and, and got out, too. I'm just, the Micah Parsons thing, I don't understand. That's not a need for you. To me, in any shape, form, or fashion. Even if you know you're going to lose Leighton Vander Esch. Oh, what, a year from now? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're picking at 12. It's it's kind of hard for you, because you're not good. That's the, see, that I, I hate that, that philosophy, because you're doing what good teams are allowed to do. Dallas not a good team. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're very talented. Mm-hmm. That defense is not good. Right. And you could have had, a, Greg Newsom is the one that makes me so angry. Like, I don't know how he got down to the stupid brown. <laughs> uh, that's actually the next day uh, on the list. Cleveland being able to get Greg Newsom at number 26. Your grades are stupid. I thought it was a great value. Buffalo getting Gregory Rousseau. I give them an A for that because I thought he was the best pass rusher in the draft. I do like Gregory Rousseau. I did mm-hmm. not like seeing him go to Buffalo. Uh, Kyle Pitts going to Atlanta. That's another A. I mean, I gave your Jets an A. My Jets deserved an A. Zach Wilson and Ali Vera Tucker. It cost you a third-round pick to trade back up. Two of them. Or two third-round picks, excuse me, to, to trade up with Minnesota. But I'm going to give you both an A for that. Give Minnesota an A because they still got the guy that they wanted when they traded down. Give you an A for going to get your guy. My only A last night, and I don't give out grades until day th- after day three. Mm-hmm. The only A I would have given that would have been Minnesota. Because the only way you're getting an A for me is if you draft either somebody that just falls a ridiculous amount mm-hmm. or if you trade back and still get the guy you want. If you get the guy you want and he fits your system and all of that, I'm going to give you an A because that's the guy you wanted and you're knocking it Like L.A., the L.A. Chargers. Getting uh, Rashawn Slater at 13, they didn't have to do anything. It fell right for him, but you're getting an A for that in my book. They gave out some B's. Carolina was a B for me because I thought there was a possibility that they could trade down, and maybe they should have considered that move. But I still like the pick of J.C. Horn. I gave Denver a B for getting Patrick Sertan and actually avoiding the minefield that I believe would have been taking whatever quarterback you were going to take, whether it be Justin Fields or Mac Jones, because I don't really believe that they are long-term solutions for anybody. Baltimore got to be for me. Picking up Rashad Bateman and Jason Oa. Do you disagree? Oh, it's not Jason Oa anymore. Jason's his middle name. Oh. What's his what's his name now? Uh, he's going by his legal first name, which is hard to pronounce. 
That's those are his words, not mine. Really? I, I'll find it. It's, I, it's here somewhere. I, I had not heard this yet. The Jacksonville Jaguars. The Jacksonville Jaguars should get an R. <laughs> All because they took a running back in the first round. Bingo. No. No. They get a B from me. Don't do drugs. Always return your shopping cart. Tip your white staff. Don't take running backs in the first round. <laughs> and then there were there there were a lot of average grades, but then I do have four WTF grades. Uh Jason Oa's first name is Odafay. So Odafay. Odafay Oa. That is his name. Okay. And he will be going by his first name. I like that. He said he went he went with Jason because people couldn't pronounce it. Mm-hmm. And now his exact I loved his quote. Uh, but I don't care anymore. You're going to have to learn how to pronounce it. There you go. I'm there a pro. I'm a pro making millions of dollars. You're going to call me what I want you to call first me. First round pick. You'll call me by my first name, <laughs> and I'm fine for change, that. Change, change your name to whatever you want to, sir. That's fine with me. Uh, I, I, I gave four WTF grades. I want to see if you can guess them. We'll do it after the break. All right. Right here on ESPN Asheville, 92.9 FM, 880 AM, and 1400. ESPN Asheville, 92.9 FM, 880 AM, and 1400. The Sports Tank with Jeremy Green. Uh, yeah, I'm, so my draft grades differ greatly from Jeremy's. Uh, I think everyone should follow mine because he's he's too hard of a too hard of a professor. Uh, you mean I'm uh, I, I hold people accountable too much? I, I don't just give uh, I, I don't much. just give A's. You'd have failed the 12-year-old in physics class just because he was too young. Yeah, I don't think I would have because he's pretty smart. (laughs) I don't think he would have allowed me to fail him. He would have corrected my grammar in my comments. But even I see failure when it happens. Uh Uh-huh. And I gave out four WTF grades for the first round of the draft. Jeremy, tell me what they were. Uh, Green Bay is one of them. Green Bay is definitely one of them. Eric, Eric Stokes, Stokes was too early to take him, in my opinion. He was not the best. He's not even the best corner from his own school. And he was taken in the first round rather than taking a weapon for Aaron Rodgers. Mel Kuyper had him at 71. Dang, there you go. I had him a little past that. I probably would have had him a little higher than that, but that's just me. All right, that's your first one. That's the one. That's one. Your second one is the Washington football team. Absolutely. Jamin Davis. Never heard of her. Uh, yeah, Kuiper had him at 25. I have not liked this guy. I had a, <laughs> I had a fifth round grade on him when this started. I bumped it up to the four. Mm-hmm. I still, I just don't get it. One year starter, limited recognition skills. I, I don't get it. I don't either. All right. That's two Las Vegas Raiders. It's not the Las Vegas Raiders. Okay. If it's not the Raiders, then it's New York Giants. Yeah, it's the, yep. That's one. You got another one, New York Giants, Kadarius Tony. Uh, you know, I get that you picked up a first round pick out of it for next year, but still, that pick didn't make any sense. No, apparently they're going to run the uh, they're going to run the uh, old air raid because they got about fifty receivers now. <laughs> right. I'm going to assume your last one is the Cincinnati Bengals. It's the Cincinnati Bengals. Four for well, you, you four for five. You, you went four for five. Yeah, there were five teams good. that. There were five teams that got abysmal grades from me. <laughs> right. Cincinnati Bengals are the A number one. They were my top WTF grade for the first round of the draft. I call those Kardashians. 
Oh, yeah? Mm-hmm. Yeah, my complete abysmal failures. <laughs> yeah, I, I call those Kardashians. Oh. But not for the reason that you would think. Okay. I don't understand why you're here. Like, if you're right. a GM that gets a Kardashian from me, I do not understand why, why you're here. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we'll see uh, who else can get some, hopefully, good grades for the uh, rest of the draft. Coming up tonight, night two, we'll be on the air in uh, about an hour and a half. It's going to be so much fun. You know, live from the Wicked Weed Studios. Be sure to get your questions in. Uh, you can send them to me on Twitter, at ESPN at the Sportocracy on Twitter, or Instagram, uh, and you can send them to our Facebook page, at The Sportsocracy. Mm-hmm. Or just sign into YouTube, click subscribe on the channel, join us in the comments. We'll yeah, do them live them on the air. I'll, I'll ask them. I'll say your name. I'll give your Twitter handle if you want me to do that. Whatever you want to do. Just ask me questions. I like being driven. Uh, live tonight, live again tomorrow for day three. Have a great weekend.